0: Lord has made. That's right, and I know that even Shauna in her hospital bed is probably been proclaiming that scripture today. She's always one of our, our cheerleaders on that scripture. I want to talk to you today about not speaking against your blessing, and you say, Pastor Mark, what 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 are you even referring to on this? And over the past several weeks. Uh, for some of you, who have been out of town and, and traveling. First, uh, the first of the series was what we declare, and how our words can either promote our situations in life or destroy our situation in life. It can destroy our relationships. It can destroy our career. It can destroy lifelong friendships because of words that we choose. Last week, we talked about what God declares over us, and we went and was. Probably a 90, 90% scripture of just what God speaks over us and who we are in Him. But today I want to talk to you about not speaking against your blessings because there are times, and I'm going to be honest with you, there's times I have spoken against a blessing. And all of a sudden, either the Holy Spirit or my wife, which usually it's a race to whoever gets there first, will point it out. And I, inside I say, you know what, you're right. And I ask for forgiveness and I ask for repentance. It is a great procedure that when you come under conviction, ask for forgiveness right there. Deal with that at that time. Ask God forgive your thoughts, what you just spoke. Because we all have some times where we go through areas of weakness, or we're tired, or we're hungry, or grouchy. You know, even the kids know that when they're asking me for something big, they always wait till after I eat. There is a common law. You do not ask dad when he's hungry. You will get an instant no. But man, they'll come in, they'll feed me, and they'll, they'll butter me up, and they'll be like, can I get this? And I'm like, "Well, sure. So it's proven. But there's times when we go through life when we're a little grouchy, or we'll speak something, and then all of a sudden it's like, that that just doesn't line up with the Word of God. We get into habits of speaking against blessings. Quick examples. Sometimes we speak against our spouse. Our spouse is a blessing in our life, okay? But sometimes we'll, we'll make statements like, well, you know, just um, casual things. Like, well, you don't have the figure you had when, you, when I married you, well, I've never said that, okay? No, because she's got a better figure than I do. See, she still fits in her wedding dress. I still fit it in the tuxedo store. So we're even, you know? Right. But when we degrade our spouse, when we say negative things to our children about our spouse, when we, when we underlie their authority, we are speaking against the blessing that God has spoken into our lives. We sometimes do this about ourselves, that God has blessed us with spiritual talents. And yet there's times we speak against ourselves. We have all said, well, there's nothing really special about me. I'm not talented like Dino, man. I wish I could just play the guitar. But that doesn't mean that you don't have gifts and abilities just because you're not like someone else. We're all unique. We're all created with a, a, a desire to serve God in our own ways. But when we start comparing ourselves to others, we start speaking against the blessing that God has spoken over our lives, our possessions. We have houses, cars, clothing, TVs. We in America are blessed beyond measure. Yes. In fact, I wish all of us could go to some of the pays locations and, and see the poverty of, of some of born-again believers and what they're struggling through. And we would come back with a total mindset but we also live in a very consumer-driven economy. So all of a sudden, a 36-inch TV is not that great anymore. We've got to have the, the 70-inch, or, or I don't even know now if it's 90 or, or whatever, or LCD and plasma. But when we're speaking against the things that God has already provided for us, we're speaking against that blessing. We have been blessed in many ways, and when we're not satisfied, our words can be very important. Sometimes we'll make statements like, Well, this house just isn't big enough, or My car is four or five years old. We're speaking against the blessings that God has brought into our lives. And this type of talk will change our perception regarding a blessing, it's our perception regarding the blessing. I want us to consider the impact of our words and how important it is, not just on Sunday when we're discussing God's Word, but on Wednesday afternoon, Friday morning, Saturday afternoon when, when you may just be doing some chores and running errands. What are your words speaking about what God has done? God may be answering your prayers, but they not, may not just be earth-shattering prayers. So, so you're, you're taking for granted all the things that God has done and placed in our lives. We need to measure our lives with what the Word of God tells us. God desires that we would speak blessings, that we wouldn't speak against the blessings. We are blessed from the smallest blessing to the largest blessing. That you are here today is a blessing. That you are not on a ventilator, breathing, needing help breathing is a blessing. You may not have any money in your wallet, but you are still more wealthy than the largest percentage of this population on this world. We have so many blessings. We need to look at, I have two points today, Paula, just two, but I think they're good. That's a little joke that Paula and I know. And we've been discussing about the power of our words. First passage I want to take you to is Luke chapter 6 verses 45. And it says this, A good man produces good things from a treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from a treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. So what we say flows from our heart. There are times where we have become very casual about certain little things that we say that could really degrade or hurt somebody else. And we have to be careful about the words. Even if it's in a casual, joking manner, our words still carry weight. Our words still have power. And we have to be extremely careful. Proverbs eighteen twenty one says the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit We covered that passage about two weeks ago when I showed you some some beautiful a brand new I think it was a brand new banana that just looked great for everyone and then there was that rotten one It is the fruit of our lips that we're speaking and are we offering people that desirable fruit or that rotten? Uh, stinky fruit of our words because our words will produce. We reap the seeds that are sown by what we speak. You say, Mark, you're looking at your notes more. God woke me up at 4 a.m. this morning and changed everything. That's not normally the way I like to operate. But when God wakes you up at 4 a.m., you go out and you, you rewrite, you redo, you wake Austin up and change the PowerPoint. You do all that God tells you to do. But once our words are spoken they become a living force. I want you to grasp that. Once your words are spoken, they become a living force. Satan understands the power of your words. Satan understands the power of your words. Here's the passage. Mark 4, 14 and 15. It says, The farmer plants the word. Some people are like seeds that were planted along the road. And whenever they hear the word, Satan comes at once and takes away the word that was planted in them. What this is saying is that Satan is going to try to steal the word of God from your life. You have to grasp the spiritual warfare that we're truly in. You may be going through life just thinking, la, 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 but there are spiritual forces always taking place all around you. You can go into certain places and you can feel that spiritual warfare going on. You can go into certain places and feel the presence of God there. There is spiritual warfare even though we don't see it, and our words are very important. When a situation hits you, When a phone call rings and the boss says, I'd like to see you in my office right away. When the phone or text rings and somebody that you love dearly is is on being rushed to the hospital. Or you get a bad report. Or you're watching the news, which is all a bad report pretty much. And a situation happens in your life. You have to have the Word of God in you that that is the first thing coming out because when that phone call happens or that boss asks you to come into his office, that is not the time where you start looking in your Bible promise book thinking, now what do I do on this one here? You see, when boss calls you in, you start speaking Psalms 91. A thousand may fall at my side and ten thousand my right hand, but no harm is going to come near me. Lord, you are my strength. You are my source. You are my peace. You are my hope. You are my joy. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. See, this is what needs to be coming out of you instead of, oh, if I get fired today, then we're not going to pay our electric bill, and the, car, the car's going to be gone, and then my wife, she's going to kill me. What is coming out of your heart has power in your words. Don't call me on your way to your boss's desk, okay? Because I'll, I'll be like, well, I, I, I'd say this, it needs to flow out of your heart, How do we have that? By spending time in the Word of God. Studying scriptures. But Mark, nothing's wrong in my life. Praise God, study the scriptures. Because you will experience some storms in your life. We all will experience storms in our life. People will hurt you. People will disappoint you. Corporations will let you down. The economy will fail. Gas prices will go all over the place. You need to go to the anchor, the foundation of our faith, which is the Word of God. So that no matter what happens in our lives, we're steadfast and we stand on the Scripture. We don't look to the right. We don't to the left. We look to what God says, which is the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Our words can change the course of our future. It can impact our lives. It can impact others. It can impact our families. Our words impact multiple people. Paul does webcasts that are shown all around the world. And if one day he just decided to to give a negative report, it would truly impact thousands of people's lives. They'd say, "What, what was that message about? All of us have the power to impact people through our words we've seen this time and time again we've seen parents that have spoken things over their child named them certain things I had a boss that actually named their child rebel okay Boy. guess what that child grew up to be you see when you're proclaiming things Come on. now I've never met anybody who named their child demon or, or, or Lucifer or whatever but I'll tell you what you speak that and, and you think I'm joking you speak that you will see fruits of that seed from your words if you're going to name them anything name them blessing pick a biblical name that has a blessing associated to it and every time i remember when when the kids were growing up we never used the term terrible twos Even when they were coming, we spoke terrific twos. We're having terrific twos. And when everybody asked, oh, how's it to have a kid in the terrible twos? Kristen would say, you know what? They're not terrible. They're terrific. We're getting through this season great. And you know what? We did. Yes, they're still children. And yes, they had some problems. But we never titled it Terrible Twos. That was Parenting 101 for you, just in case. Jesus gives an example here how our words and faith have power mark eleven twenty three 23 says i tell you the truth if anyone says to this mountain go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes but believes i want you to grasp this but believes in his heart but he believes what he says will happen it will be done for him This is the word of God. There is power in your spoken word. Why is it that we would have to speak to the mountain? How come the scripture just said, you know, if I think that that mountain be gone, it'll be gone. If that's what the word of God said, then that's what I would do. But this word of God tells me that I have to speak to my mountain. Power in words, power in faith combine to become a very powerful force in our spiritual lives. When we start to speak God's word, we change the spiritual environment. When we begin to speak God's word, we loosen what God had planned for us. You say, Pastor Mark, prove it. I'm glad you asked. Luke 1, 62 through 64. Now, I'm going to give you a little background on this. Uh, Elizabeth, who is the cousin of Mary, mother of Jesus, you may know her well, Uh, Zacchaeus, Zechariah is the priest and he's going through the duty of in burning incense and Gabriel this is all in the first part of Luke visits him and says you're going to have a son and he's like well prove it because I'm old my wife's old and all of a sudden Gabriel goes you know what I'm in the presence of God I'm shutting your mouth it's just like don't even say another word so Zechariah goes home and he's like and all of a sudden, Elizabeth becomes pregnant, the baby's born, eight days later, they take him in for circumcision, and they start to record it. And they record, because back then, if you know tradition, it would have been, you were named after the, the father, so it would have been Dino Jr., but uh, but Corian says, no, he's going to be uh, uh, grayson and and they're like no 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 there's no grayson in your family line we have to name him dino and this is when this is what happens we're coming in and it says so they motioned to the baby's father to see what he wanted to name the child zachariah asked for a writing tablet and wrote his name is john and everyone was amazed suddenly and any time the scripture gives you a word like suddenly, pay attention to it, okay? Suddenly, Zechariah was able to speak and he began to praise God. You see, what's happening is he was finally able to start speaking words that were coming into alignment with the word of God. And sometimes maybe some of us need to have our mouths just spiritually shut for a little while. I'm about to do an incredible blessing on your life. Oh, but I can't. Just hush and let me do this. But we just want to yak, 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 tweet, 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 and Facebook, 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 everything. So you try saying Facebook three times really fast. It's Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. When we speak what God speaks, we're starting to loose what God wants to do in our lives. Sometimes when we're speaking against what he's doing, we go counter to what he's wanting to do in our lives. Remember, faith is neutral faith can be positive and faith can be negative our words can build up or our words can destroy you can have as much faith in the negative as you do in the in the positive and bad things will constantly happen to you right. have you ever had a co-worker says oh I always get a cold I'll, I'll, I, you know as soon as they turn the air on I'm gonna get a cold I went in to pray with somebody who asked me to pray with their wife had cancer, and I go in to speak words of positive, and she's like, oh, this is, this is going to, everything she was speaking was negative, this has been in her family, it's killed her family members, she expected it, and I'm trying to come in and bring words of life, that with long life, you'll, she'll be satisfied, and all she was speaking was the negative, you cannot speak negative and expect God to do the positive. Because out of our heart, the mouth speaks. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. The only time that Jesus went into an area and was not able to do miracles is when they had no faith. Our words are very, very powerful. Let's move on to the second point. Being blessed and appreciating it. The word bless or blessed... Actually has a very similar meaning in both the Hebrew and Greek dictionaries, and it means to, to grant prosperity or well-being." It's a good definition. Amen. Blessing is to grant prosperity or well-being. God is normally the one that is bestowing the blessing on us. and he daily loads us with blessings. Amen. But we also have the ability to speak a blessing. To other people. Amen. Not just when they sneeze, That's right. but we can speak a blessing to them. Amen. I'm fortunate that I make a lot of phone calls during the day, and because all of my clients are churches, I speak. I'll say, well, hey, you have a blessed day. And I'm, I'm so thankful. I actually give God praise for being able to speak that, because if I had a job where most of my clients were Christians, even though I deal with all Christ, uh, churches, they're not all Christians, I can still speak a blessing over them. And I think about that. What are my words putting out there? I'm speaking a blessing. Amen. Each time we close a service, I speak a blessing. I'm speaking a blessing because that blessing involves God doing something in your life and that will bring happiness to your life. We can also bless things. I've blessed cars, not the, this way, but I bless the cars. I pray for protection over them. By the way, if you want me to do that, I'm in the in the parking lot after service. But you know, I pray over cars. I pray over my children's cars. There's When I'm walking up a driveway, you will find me going a lot of times just touching the different four parts of the car, speaking protection over that car. I've spoken a blessing over homes. I've spoken a blessing over businesses. All of that is to bring God's blessing so that it would grant prosperity and bring that owner happiness. So if blessings bring us happiness, then we have to recognize that God is the source of that happiness, and we have to also think about how the word blessed and happy are even associated. In Matthew 5, verses 13 through 12, we have what are called the Beatitudes, and I put them up on a scripture, and it was way too long to have them all up on the screen, But it talks about blessed, and your version may say happy is the the poor in spirit, or blessed are those who mourn, or blessed are the meek. Mm -hmm. But it also associates with happy. Now we know that there is a difference between happiness and joy. Joy is internal, and as born again believers, it should be our default. Joy is not based on circumstances. Joy is based on your knowledge of who you are in Christ, what Christ did for you on the cross, what beholds you once you leave this world. All the things that encompass give us joy as Christians. So even though everyone else is depressed, we should still have a smile on our face. Because man is not our source, God is our source. The government is not going to provide for you. But God will be your provision. He will be your peace. He will be your hope. He'll be your joy. Turn off the TV and get some time in His joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. These are fundamental things of born-again Christians. But happiness is based upon circumstances. Happiness has to do with events. So if you get a raise... Woo, we're happy. Right? We get a new car. Woo, we're happy. You give me a sports car. Woo, yeah, I'm happy. Right, Sherry? Convertible. Convertible. She knows what I'm praying for. I get first Situations. <laughs> Situations can make us happy. And we have to understand that God is the source of that. So we have to look at the attitude of our happiness. You see, God can bless us, but God cannot control our happiness. Now think about that for a minute. God can bless us. Every one of you today is blessed. You may not feel it, but you are blessed. You're blessed to live in one of the best countries in the world. You're blessed that you are healthy. You're blessed that you have clothes on your back. You're blessed that you have food in your refrigerator. You're blessed that you possibly have an automobile in the parking lot. It may be one of many. You have a roof. Hopefully none of you slept outside last night. We all are blessed. But are we all happy? Let me give you an example. We got two birthday boys here today, kind of right in a row. It's dollar bill, right? Okay, you want one? Not, no, 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 just one. Whoa, 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 whoa. You want one? Okay. Now, God tells me, and they're years to keep, okay, so I'm not, but the offering box is over there. Those, just, those were my dollars. Just kidding. Happy birthday. God tells me to give them a $1, dollar, $20, $100, $1,000, whatever the case may be. But God tells me to give them, just let me preach. God tells me to give them a dollar. And they were somewhat happy, and we go on. And everybody's kind of smiling they're they're smiling i'm smiling because i was obedient to god now let's say that dino has a thousand dollars just sitting in his wallet i mean he's just flowing in money i mean he's got money just coming i mean it's stored everywhere if he's got a thousand dollars in his wallet and i go to give him a dollar he may say you know what thanks but (laughs) it's like not a big deal okay just keep it chris may be like now i got a hamburger today to eat okay i mean he's like starving now i want you to notice that the amount was the same the action was the same but they both received it differently because dino's like i already got so much this isn't anything i mean a dollar really pastor that was your best that you could do And Chris is like, thank you, God, that I now can have a happy meal when I, I don't even know what a happy meal, a 99 cent Wendy's burger when I leave this afternoon. It's all in the attitude of the way we received that blessing. A lot of us have so much that God is giving us things, and it's like, really, God? I was kind of expecting something a little bigger and better but it was still a blessing. A lot of us have to be very faithful in the little before we get the big. But it's still a blessing. It was still a dollar. It's still legal tender. They can still go spend it, whether you already have a thousand in your wallet or you had nothing in your wallet, it was still legal tender. And God still blessed them. But many times we look through our eyes of what we already have based upon what God is bringing into our life and we belittle the blessing we speak against it in ways maybe our attitude is just a little too casual maybe we don't even really give thanksgiving for some of the things that God has done for us today We take for granted our health. We take for granted our peace. We take for granted our safety. We take for granted that no devastating things have happened to our country or our nation or our family. We take for granted so many things. It was still a blessing. And never speak against that blessing. In fact, even in your prayer life, say, God, I thank you for the great and small things that you're doing in my life. I thank you that you will help me to share that blessing with other people. A lot of times we cover up aspects of our lives, of what other people are doing for us, and we speak against the blessing that they're giving to us. If we speak against our abilities, we may see ourselves as a failure. God does not see you as a failure. God sees you as one of his creations. God sees you that you were formed in his image. God knows every detail of your life. But we have a failure mentality over our life, over our family line. No one in my family has ever done this. No one in my family has ever done that. We start thinking the negative and we forget all that God has done. If we speak to our abilities, And we start speaking, I am capable, I am worthy. The word of God says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. That the victor is inside of me. I will have success in this area. When we start building ourselves up and our words, remember our words form something spiritually, we start strengthening what God is about to do in our abilities. What has God spoken to you? Forgiveness. Word of God says that we've all been forgiven our iniquities. But some of us choose not to accept forgiveness. You don't understand, Pastor Mark, I've done too many horrible things. Then you just limited God because you said God is not able to forgive that. I've hurt too many people i'm not worthy of forgiveness then you don't understand grace and mercy you don't understand what what christ did on the cross for you healing the word of god tells me that by the stripes of jesus i am made whole that i am healed the work is done well pastor mark healing's for other people but not necessarily for me wrong god is no respecter of persons are we speaking against the healing? Because we just feel like, well, it never happens for me. I've never been healed. Maybe your blessing has been that you've had great health your whole life. Mm-hmm. Having a victorious attitude. Scripture says that he'll lead us into triumph. Yeah. He'll lead us into triumph, but right. I just never catch a break. It never. Ha- good things never happen. I'll put in for that promotion but i doubt if i'll get it because there's other people that are more qualified did you just understand what the word of god says about you did you understand what your words just spoke and when you don't get that promotion it affects your family and your children and generations to come because of words that we spoke against a blessing we have to understand the blessing freedom The Word of God says that who the Son has set free is free indeed. I don't have to be in bondage. I am free. But we feel that we are under bondage of substances or events or people when the Word of God tells us that He came to set the captive free. We can be speaking against these blessings or we can use our words to help fight what the enemy is trying to steal from our lives god blesses us but he cannot control our happiness regardless of how big or small the blessing we get to determine how we receive it and how we respond to it if we speak against the small blessings before long we'll be speaking against the big blessings it will happen i'll tell you you will get immune to what your words are saying and you'll forget and you'll start speaking against the big blessings When we get to that point, we fail to recognize that we were all blessed and that life has many, many moments. David, if you'd come on up, I'd like to just close today. I recognize pretty much everyone in here. So maybe today's prayer is going to be a little different. So with all heads bowed and all eyes closed, I'd like for you just to think have you been speaking something negative against a blessing? Something that you know God is building or wanting to do in your life, but your words haven't been lining up with the word of God. It may not be your words, it may be your thoughts. You haven't felt worthy. You haven't felt loved. You haven't felt like you're a victor in this situation. You haven't felt like you're an overcomer. Maybe you've had more of a victim mentality than a victor mentality. It may be sickness. Maybe sickness has been coming and coming and coming and coming into your life. And you've tried to stand on the word. It may be even during that time when you are fevered and you're feeling ill, you say, I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. The word of God says that at the name of Jesus, all sickness must bow. So I speak to this sickness that's inside of my body and I say bow at the name of Jesus. This is what I pray when I am not feeling well. But maybe we've been going through a season where it seems like just things have not been going well for us. Our finances have been attacked. Our health has been attacked. Our relationships have been attacked. Fear has come into areas of our life Fear where we didn't think that we would ever have a fearful spirit. Doubt. And uneasiness. These are all attacks of the enemy. And it's all weapons of spiritual warfare. We are a blessed congregation. And we have to understand and recognize and speak a blessing to others. But before we can speak that blessing to others, we have to walk in the happiness that God's blessed us with. I'd like to just speak a prayer over you today as we close. If there's an area in your life that you've been dealing with, this prayer's for you. Raise a hand, no one's looking around. Father, I thank you that it's in you we live and we move and we have our being. Your word says that we are the head and not the tail and that through what your son did on the cross we are made whole and that the same spirit that rose Christ from the grave dwells in us. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you each day for your many blessings. We are thankful, Father, for your favor that rests upon us, your grace that goes before us, your mercy that forgives us. We thank you that our words, our steps, our actions can be ordered of you when we surrender our lives completely to you. When we seek your face, when we seek your favor and not the favor of man, when we seek your will and not our ways, Lord. We thank you for all the many promises are yes and amen in the word of God. If we are willing and obedient, we will eat the good of the land. I speak this over my brothers and sisters. I speak this over the body of Christ. I thank you that we will be receptive to the many blessings that you bring each day. Our words will not turn away those blessings, but they will receive them. They will appreciate them, and they will speak them unto others. And we will be that fountain, Father, of your love, your grace, your mercy, your healing into other people's lives. We thank you, Father, for this word. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all said, Amen. Amen. If you'd stand, I'd like to speak a blessing over you. (laughs) Now you know why I do this each week. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you and give you His peace. So we now go in His peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming today. We love you so very, very much.